Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 78 now. We're getting very close to 100. It's, I never thought we'd get this far when we first started. But um, I'm joined, as always, by Laura Cress and Thomas Beck. So, uh, hello, guys. How are you uh, doing today? Hello. Hi. Hi. Always, always nice to uh, do another podcast with the MVP. <laughs> me, me. No, no, me, no. The real MVP. Exactly. <laughs> why, why has that become my nickname? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Apparently that that's your your name oh, now because so. you 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 asked you wanted to be introduced like that the next time. So yeah, I know. Huh? I remember. That's why we uh, thought I'd, I'd throw it in there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Okay, well, for I mean that's that's your name now. Apparently, real MVP. You can okay. use that as your uh, Twitter <laughs> profile. And <laughs> I'm sure someone will have taken that already, but okay. Well, you can try it, Probably, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and we are in what appears to be year seven of lockdown. I believe is that uh, <laughs> how many years have we been in lockdown now? But but um, but you guys know that I, you know a lot of people are saying they can't wait for twenty twenty to end, but we can't allow twenty twenty to end. You know why? Why? Because if if twenty twenty ends, then that means twenty twenty one. Uh... So, one of the games we'll be co- recovering will well, be if where... You, if you wanted to know why you are not the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh. we will be covering one one game where we will actually be a stand-up comedian in the game. So, you can hear, expect plenty of jokes like that <laughs> later on, right? <laughs> well, we've got a lot of games to discuss this week, actually. Um, so, who starts? Oh, uh, Thomas, you play. You've you've been off this week, so you've played a few games. So I believe you played. Was it uh, Nairi Rising Tide? Well, I um, I'm, I've been playing quite a lot actually. I I, uh, I have a week off, and I thought I'd uh, catch up on some sleep, that first, and then uh, catch up on some of the things that I uh, I had lying around. And of course, there are a few um, demos and prologues and stuff, and. Um, I played uh, also played uh, the Night Fisherman, which packs quite a punch for a short game like that. Yeah. Uh, and um, one of the other things was the Nairi Rising Tide prologue. Now I played Nairi Tower of Shirin back in 2018, I think, and I was very very charmed by it. It is a very charming little game, uh, sort of a combination between a visual novel and a point and click, with the emphasis a bit more on point and click, but it looks like a visual novel with a quite a mature story, despite the very cutesy-looking animals, uh, anthropomorphic people, and normal people uh, in the game. And uh, I really enjoyed that game. So a um, couple of weeks ago, I think, maybe even longer, the uh, prologue dropped. So I downloaded it, and now I finally had the time to uh, to play it. So I played it, and it was really nice to be back in that world. And I, uh, yeah, it, it was a very short one, but it 
did quite capture the the look and feel and the the, the mood of the of the original story. We are introduced to some new characters, and uh, I think I finished it in an hour or something. And uh, it was really nice to be back in that world and to see those characters again. And I'm I'm hoping I get to uh, play the full game when it comes out. Nice. So this uh, this this then takes place right after uh, Nairid. Well, the first game you played. Is that correct? I'm not sure it takes place and right after it. I could not really uh, make uh, make up the um, yeah the the, the time frame. Uh, so I can't really say that. But mm. uh, it it. Yeah, it was just fun to to be back there. Puzzles weren't that difficult. Uh, made sense. Just a, 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 a few labyrinth puzzles, as in you have to find some items and you have to uh, open and close doors and to get to the place where you need to be. Uh, some some dialogue. Uh, it was nice. It was really nice. And how long, roughly, was it? How long did it take you? Yeah, I th- I think I finished it in about an hour. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, could be a wee bit more. I I didn't exactly rush through it, uh, and it, it it yeah, it was fun. Okay, well, uh, were you stuck on any of the puzzles? Did you how did you find the puzzles? Yeah, they were they were they were they were not that difficult. Um, they were not um, meant to be very difficult in this prologue. I remember in the original game there was one puzzle that I got stuck on and actually asked the devs for a hint. Because I just completely missed uh, missed something, so that was. Uh, but uh, in that entire game, the um, uh, the entire game was like very story driven and not very. Uh, the, the puzzles were not that hard. Uh, in this case, uh, that was the same. The puzzles were they fit the story. They weren't that hard. I just looked. I pl- it took me forty five minutes to complete this prologue. So uh, if you have uh, an hour left somewhere and you want to play something charming and a bit cute, uh, but still uh, very interesting, go and play uh, the prologue to uh, Nairi, The Rising Tide. It's free. Oh, nice. (laughs) Now I'm sold. (laughs) No, thank you, Thomas. So that's Nairi, Rising Tide prologue, which is free on Steam. Um, Okay, so... Thank you for that. So now I also had a chance to play a game called now I'm probably going to butcher the name, but still stand, still stand, still stand. Anyway, thank you. Well, this is because uh, we were discussing this at Thomas. You were saying this is a Dutch name. Actually, this comes from a Danish developer. Um, so in this game, uh, you play as um, well, a single girl in her apartment in Denmark. And it is during the summer, which is very, very hot. And she's full of anxiety. She's, uh, things aren't really going great for her. You know, she kind of drinks a lot. She smokes a lot and she's on her own. Uh, she also has, <laughs> she also has, uh, it's, it's kind of surreal, kind of like a blob monster thing that's also in her house, which we're led to believe is part of her imagination and it could be her subconscious. And so this also is trying to help her. So we play a few days in the life of this girl and she's trying to, she's trying to make things better. She's trying to, you know, do things better. So the first day she goes to a house party. So you control her there, see how that ends up. And then the second day we, 
uh, see her on a Tinder-like app called Splinter. And yes, you do have to swipe left and right in this game. So I'm sure we we all love doing that and um, get some interesting uh, male profiles that I can t- I can tell you. <laughs> and uh, but luckily for her, or unluckily maybe, she does get a date. And she goes out with this guy then. And so then you find out what happens there. And uh, it's a short game. It took me less than an hour to play. It is an interactive comic book. So there's very little actual gameplay uh, so or puzzles. So if you wanted more gameplay or puzzles, this mightn't be the game for you. So now there are some times when you, mainly you click on the, on the panels to uh, change to a different panel and continue the scene. There are also some times when you have to click and hold and drag an object. So, for example, when she smokes, you click and drag the cigarette to her mouth, you know, things like that as well. Um, but it kind of it worked for, for me for two reasons. Uh, first of all, the, um, it looks beautiful. So it's black and white interactive comic book type of game. And I think it's clearly designed by an artist because you can tell that while they look simple, the characters and all, it does has a particular appeal to it, I think. For me, it looked really, really nice. And um, also, I did re- end up really liking the character. She seemed very realistic. And I think we, 2020, I think we can all certainly empathize with her. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us are full of anxiety. And we, you know, and also, she tried to make things better. So throughout the whole game, even if she doesn't make uh, great decisions, she tries to to at least make things better. She tries to change her life a little bit. And um, and I ended up rooting for her. And um, so this game is not out yet. It's out on the 27th of August on Steam. And I was lucky enough to play um, a, pre- well, a, a preview version of it. And I didn't come across any bugs or anything. And as I said, it's a nice little game to help pass the time. I, I don't think it'll... Uh, set the world alight or anything, but it's a you know could have been a bit longer, maybe some more gameplay. But for what it is, uh, something different, something more experimental, and uh, I ended up really enjoying you know what I played. So I would definitely recommend if people want to check it out and want something a little bit different. So that is still stand. So S T I L S T A N D, which is on Steam. In in I think it's the same as the, as the word in Dutch. In Dutch, it means standing still. Yeah, it kind of. It would make sense in this game. It would certainly make sense because she is basically kind of standing still. Yeah. Certainly, her life is still in this at a, game at a standstill. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you go through routine. You know, you wake up in the morning and then you, well, as a character, you smoke. You check the TV and then you uh, check your phone. So, uh, but yeah, I'd encourage because it's also I forgot to mention it's also kind of darkly comedic. So it's not a really depressing game it's uh more a comedic game it's not it's not you know haha funny it's more darkly comedic uh so yeah and so uh lore yes i was just gonna say my kind of humor <laughs> yeah i think you might uh, <laughs> think you guys might like it because it's uh there were some places which are very funny so <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so that is still stand, and I'd encourage people to wish list and then check it out when it's available on Steam. So then, Laura, you had uh, you played a game, not a very different kind of game, I believe. You played was it super liminal? Liminal, super liminal yes, super liminal. Let's try saying that there. quickly. 
Yes. Superliminal. <laughs> After a few pints as well. <laughs> yes, I did, which, as you said, is is a bit different from the ones you've been talking about. It's not... It is, it is in a sense, an adventure game in terms of its puzzles. It's not... It has obviously got quite an interesting story, but it's um, less about the story until near the end, I would say. Um, I reviewed this for Adventure Gamers as well, so feel free to check out the review there where I go into a bit more depth. But yeah, it's basically... You start off, it's to do with um, this uh, new dream therapy called uh, Somnusculpt, which uh, basically people uh, have some kind of therapy session whilst they're dreaming, and it's supposed to sort of give them a new perspective on things, give them a new lease of life. So you end up undertaking this dream therapy where you're in this kind of weird abstract world um, in your dreams. The problem is, while most people... um, supposedly undertake the therapy and then wake up uh you there's something goes wrong and you don't seem to be able to wake up so you're stuck in these kind of dreamlike world and um you hear a voice of the doctor who's this a very sort of soothing scottish man dr glenn pierce saying you know sort of saying things like oh and we still can't seem to wake you up but we're going to keep trying um and things like that so in the meantime you're stuck in this very odd world and i i said in my review um, it does remind me a lot of Portal um, because of the sense that you've got this kind of voice that's directing you now and then where to go and you're kind of stuck in this weird world um, and you don't quite know what's going on. There's kind of a big ambiguity as to what's happening. Um, so it's very it's similar to Portal, but the puzzles are different in the sense that it's all to do with forced perspective. So you'll go into a room, you need to reach a door that's up at the top of the wall um, and you've just got some little cubes on the table. But if you put the cubes, uh, if you hold them aloft, basically, so that there's distance between you and the cube, it then becomes bigger. So you basically can change the size of things depending on the perspective that you're looking at them, which is quite cool. And obviously it's it plays into this whole abstract dream idea. Um, and as the game goes on, there's different things you can do. You, you start to tap objects um, and they've, become smaller objects um you have to do some kind of forced perspective puzzles where if you stand at a certain place uh, a sort of depiction of a cube becomes an actual cube so you've got to kind of line up all the lines so that the, it becomes an actual cube and you can pick it up and there's lots of different objects as well i mean there's things like so the exit signs become objects that you can pick up and it becomes more and more i'd say mad <laughs> and chaotic as you go further into this kind of dream world and you you can't seem to be able to get back and that's what I really loved like it's so creative each kind of there's about nine chapters in the game each chapter has a sort of theme to it and a kind of pu- a type of puzzle uh, but near the end you're doing mad things like you're picking up a, a house that you are already inside uh, and sort of moving yourself about basically and th- there's things like that you're fa- you know you're falling on black and white tiles and some of them are solid and some of them aren't and they're kind of covering you up like a big sort of abstract art exhibition it goes very abstract is what i'll say but in a kind of quite cool way i can't think of any trying to think of other similar games that have have, um done something like this in in the sort of art direction because i I, near the end i think i showed you some pictures whilst i was playing it near the end and it goes you're just like oh my gosh i don't even know where i'm supposed to be going but the whole idea is you're, you're just moving from room to room basically doing these puzzles um the puzzles are pretty easy there were maybe like one or two that I found difficult um but apart from that you kind of it's quite easy to sort of work out what you're supposed to be doing but the joy in it is that 
you know, they're just throwing lots of different things at you each time. So you move on a couple of doors and then suddenly you're upside down or, you know, other things are going on. So it each time you, you kind of, it feels sort of really fresh and exciting. It's all first person. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm sometimes not a huge fan of um, puzzle games like The Witness or things like this, but this, I, I think just because it was so abstract and sort of avant-garde there's so many weird things going on it's just like really enjoyable just playing around with things and seeing what would happen basically you know there's a huge towering block of uh, Jenga blocks and there's this tiny fan and then you pick it up and make it bigger and it blows them all over uh and things like that it's just really inventive uh and really fun to play and I think the ending I'm not going to give it away but I thought they did quite a good job in making it quite I don't know like quite emotional actually and I was I was thinking oh how you know is it just going to be oh it was all a dream but no there's more to it than that thankfully that's that was the one thing I was like oh gosh let's hope it's not because <laughs> that would be a bit obvious um like yes obviously it is a dream uh but yeah no I would say definitely if you like those kind of puzzle games like I mentioned like the witness and, and you like that kind of stuff or you're just you enjoyed portal and want that kind of similar style of uh you know being uh watched from and but having to work out puzzles and work out what's going on in the story then i definitely suggest it it's got a really great soundtrack as well actually it's got kind of a jazzy sort of lo-fi jazz uh soundtrack going on which is uh kind of works with the sort of elevator music half elevator music half jazzy stuff which uh, i think kind of works with the setting and uh, yeah i would say definitely check it it's just come out i think on on, on consoles so it's been out on steam for a little while and under and, uh, epic but it's just come out i think on like the switch and and things like that which i'd be interested to see how it plays on that um but yeah i, I would say definitely I, I had a lot of fun it was uh, very inventive it's one i'd like enjoy playing again because each chapter is so different it does go a little bit dark i'd say so i think i guess to suit with the sort of abstract style but in general it's um yeah just a really good fun kind of far out game to play very unusual in its kind of style i suppose i'm trying to think of maybe something like the stanley parable that's the that's the one game i'd say is kind of similar to in that respect of kind of weirdness but yeah if you if you like kind of weird games i think you'll enjoy uh super liminal Nice, yeah, sounds very interesting. I've never played the Stanley Parable, but I've heard some yes, good things about it. I've same. I've heard I've, it's very I've, weird. Yeah, I, and it's probably on my list to be honest. After playing this, I've seen mm. you know trailers and I've read reviews, but I've never actually played it. But it feels on a par with that kind of thing. So I guess if you if you like that or Portal or anything along that kind of thing, uh, give it a go. Take take a look at it. Yeah, I tried playing Portal when it first came out, but I could never get into it. But again, that that oh, is definitely dear. me. That <laughs> I I need to play it again. I'm not. I am not going to suggest that it's a bad game because I know that I only played like for what couple of minutes. Sure. Oh dear, what was, well, you needed to I, play I know, more. I, I was, I, I think because I was in a hurry as well. So when I meant to get back to it and 10 years later, I still haven't. So this is all on me this time. Fair enough. I think, to be fair, I felt a bit like that with Portal 2. I didn't play that yeah. all the way through, but Portal... I, I don't know if it was Portal it. or Portal 2 because I was like, where am I? What am I doing? And But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I feel in general. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where am I? What am I doing with my life? Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> Sounds like a normal uh, normal Wednesday normal, for you. 
yeah, just well, kind of every day for me, you know. After uh, especially after playing Still Stand, that's why it, uh, <laughs> I felt such empathy for that character. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that was super liminal. It actually says on Steam that it's planning to they're planning on releasing it in November twenty twenty. Oh, I sorry. So maybe it's it's on Epic. So I played it on Epic Games. Mm. Oh, uh, right, right. So that yeah, may have been. Uh, yeah. So sorry, it's not on Steam in that case. But I do think okay, it's. I think it on is. Epic. It's on Epic, and I think it has just been released um, onto like other consoles as well. Um, so yeah, if you if you don't have or if you don't want to use Epic, then yeah, it's on the Switch, I believe, as well. Cool, and uh, no, and sounds very interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, check it out. I mean, I don't think I've. It's hard, really hard to do a game like that justice because it's it's all about seeing how mad. Right, and crazy. visual. It's really <laughs> difficult to articulate how mad it is, but it is really mad, and it's um, you know, there's a lot of abstract creativity gone into that. So yeah, if if you like that kind of thing, give it a go or check out my review on AdventureGames.com. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll check out your review. I don't think this is a game for me. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, some people maybe mm. won't enjoy it, but um, read the review, see what you think. And I'm not saying it's a bad game, of course, because no, a lot no, of people, yeah, yeah. A lot of people say, "Oh, I don't like it, so it's a bad game." No, it's just not mm-hmm. for you. To quote uh, a different gaming podcast. <laughs> Quite right. That's exactly. So yeah. I think uh, that you know we have to acknowledge as well. Sometimes maybe a game is not bad. It's not for us, like Mist, for example. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so that was super liminal. So thank you, Laura. And I will also include a um, link to your review in Adventure Gamer, so people can read more about it and see screenshots and videos as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Mind. It's good so, to see screenshots and, and that just to get a feel of what it's like. So, well, thank you very much, Laura. So, uh, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> you you and I just played uh, another game. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Clam Man was our comedy adventure game of last year. And now the sequel, well, the prologue to the sequel has just been released. And you can listen to my interview with the developer again, Martin from Team Clam. Uh, we talks about this sequel in more detail, but... Uh, th- this game plays and looks a bit different to the original. So, yeah. uh, so Thomas, I'll leave it over to you. What can you tell us about Clam Man 2 Open Mic? Well, as you said, Clam Man uh, was one of our hidden gems of 2018. Very funny, a nice little, uh, little game, uh, point-and-click adventure. If anyone asks me for a... Funny point-to-click adventure game. Clam Man is usually the one that come, that pops in my mind first. Um, and I was delighted to hear that uh, Team Clam is making a sequel. And they are not just making a sequel. They are making a sequel inspired by one of the best games ever made, Disco Elysium. And you know how, uh, how fond I am of that game because that game is utterly brilliant. So we go from a traditional point-to-click adventure game from part one to a very much isometric role-playing game in the same way that Disco Elysium is a role-playing game. Um, or, or I, as I called it, a, a point-to-click adventure game disguised as a uh, as an isometric RPG because you have several stats that you can allocate points to um, and those uh, stats influence how you uh, experience the world around you. And in this prologue, open mic, you find out that there is a comedy club in the 
building that you work in that somehow has nothing to do with the company that who owns the building and uh, you get strong-armed into performing there on opening night so your goal is to one uh, get word get word out about the comedy club and two create jokes to tell on opening night so you don't bomb and you need to find a minimum of three jokes you can find more but you need at least three so you you walk around in uh, snacky bay you talk to the uh, inhabitants you help them and by doing that you collect stories and you collect jokes and whether those jokes are good or not is also depending on those stats and how uh, how you perform them then uh, because at the end of the prologue, you have to get on stage and you have to select three of the jokes that you have found and you have to uh, perform those jokes. Uh, I did it. Um, two of my three jokes uh, were a success. So I considered my set a success, uh, which was funny. And there's um, hints of a lot of other things going on. It, it just it looks really cool. Uh, the graphics got a, a very good update. It still has the same vibe of the original, but it just looks way more professional. Uh, it has the same comedic vibe as well in the writing, but there's a lot more inner dialogue going on. The writing ha- um, is, is just different in a way that uh, it, yeah, it, it mirrors, it is heavily inspired by Disco Elysium. And, and, that is definitely not, not a bad thing. I was going to say, do you think that was the right move? Because obviously some people will not have played that game. And do you think they will miss out uh, having not played it? No. Uh, they will maybe not recognize certain things. Um, and my advice to those people is, if you are into story-driven games, you should 100% play Disco Elysium. Uh, but it's not like you get held back because of that. It's not like you um, you miss vital clues or whatever. It is more uh, an aesthetic way and uh, a way the way it is written, not necessarily what is written, but the way it is written. Uh, and does does he does Clan Man have to take? drugs and alcohol and smoke cigarettes to improve his skills or is there any of that kind of thing not that i remember <laughs> no and as you well remember i didn't do those things in this coalition <laughs> i did <laughs> it was great i know maybe that's maybe that's uh, something they add to the to the main game but yeah. it was not in the prologue and i have a feeling it it's not going to be in the main game because it doesn't fit this yeah. character or this uh, what 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 is in this prologue is a very intriguing conversation i had with the uh, inhabitants of my fridge yes that was really good no it's more disco elysium light i would say and i don't i do not mean this in a bad way but no. it's in terms of gameplay that uh, because disco elysium is a massive massive game with a lot of dialogue so i think it's just inspired aesthetically and then, so you have on the right-hand side, you have similar descriptions and similar kind of dialogues. Now, it's still different, but because I had, I was slightly concerned when I first heard about this game, because I love the first game, and I've spoken to the developer a number of times, but then I was thinking, can he do it again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can he strike lightning again? And also, is it going to be too much like Disco Elysium? But for me, now, I haven't finished Disco Elysium yet. I'm still 
working my way through it. Wow. But, uh, Hurry up. I, I know it's a it's a long game, guys. Look, we know. We've played yeah, it. Know. <laughs> we finished it. We finished I, it. I know, but I don't know how you guys have free it's time almost to do it anyway. It's since it came out, sir. Come on. I, I know, but some of us have lived. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> when do you have lived? <laughs> we know. Yeah, okay, 2020, I know. <laughs> um, no, it's... um, But... Uh, and I was also concerned, you know, would it be as good as the first one? Would it be as funny? And I think definitely from what I played, yes, the prologue, it's still very, very funny. You mentioned, Thomas, the conversation with uh, items in the fridge, which is just as crazy and bizarre and surreal. Well, as you'd you, expect that if you if you go into it you can also ignore it and just yeah it's optional but i would recommend people go into it because it is very funny <laughs> and um and you mentioned as well that um the jokes you said two of your three jokes landed well uh i i think um similar to real life uh, people a lot of people don't understand my subtle sophisticated sense of humor and uh, jokes kind of didn't land in the game, so I don't know why. I've because no idea. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, I mean, I know that uh, some people who do get my sense of humor would describe me like as comedic genius, mm. but uh, most people, most people, most people, don't, people they, are alive. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens when uh, if your jokes failed? Then what was did that mean? I, nothing. Something, no, as a, as a developer said, Martin said it's actually nearly funnier uh, the reactions if they do fail, okay. <laughs> just to see the awkwardness. That <laughs> and actually, I think it might be more on brand for the character. That this yeah. is his first time doing comedy, and he's kind of an awkward character as well. And so it felt kind of more on brand that he would fail at the jokes. And it's still very funny. You know, it's not that you lose or you, you lose what, point, I don't think. But what I, what I found quite interesting is he goes really into the anatomy of jokes. Mm. And yeah, to just, yeah. I thought I thought that was a, that was a bit unexpected. I, I I did not see that coming in a way that, like when you're preparing for your gig, you do that with with another character, and you you can get really into deep mm. into uh, why what 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 certain jokes are, why they work, etc. It's it's quite interesting mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, you can tell that uh, developer Martin knows a lot about uh, comedy and the structure of comedy, and uh, they're like a certain podcast. <laughs> I, mean, I, th I think Scott is funny, Thomas. I think he can be funny. I don't <laughs> think that's fair <laughs> from the Gaming Outsider podcast. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, you know, it's also the same uh, kind of uh, bizarre sense of humor. There are also quite a few F-bombs thrown around, which at first kind of struck me. And Martin again mentioned that in the interview, that uh, humor is more quote-unquote mature, because in the first game, it's all very clean. But here, now it did seem kind of still natural, but there is some more swearing from some of the other characters. Is it still, um, it's, it's not voice acted, is it? It's, is it still it, not, it is. not Clam Man, but the rest of the characters, like Disco Elysium, the first few lines oh, are okay. voice acted. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, th then the rest of it is silent. It's quite good too, but, by the way. Yes, it's it's quite good. And, um, and you don't have to have played the first one in order no. to understand what's going on here, but it helps because there are some... Um, yeah, people who mention events from the first one, but it's okay if you don't know what's going on because I think uh, you yeah uh, yeah you actually have the option to ask them on hey what the hell did that mean or something like that. 
Yes, it's also very clever as well at times. So the humor can be very clever, um, very witty as well. There is uh, the homeless guy making an appearance. You know, the conspiracy theorist guy about yeah. uh, was it the duck hero. And then he's here now and he's reading books and he's now becoming intellectual. And then I think he mentioned something that, oh, is it maybe because I'm reading now that I'm not a conspiracy theorist or <laughs> something along yeah, those a, lines? There is <laughs> quite a few... Um societal remarks in there, mm. uh, which also um, is something that Discordisium does in uh, in its own right. way. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think Discordisium goes further. Way. Oh, yeah. way further. Way further. <laughs> that, that some of that in Discordisium goes above my head, but um, but in Clamman as well, they do have, uh, as Thomas said, uh, societal remarks. And then there is uh, hints of what to come. I mean, you see, uh, is it is it a dead mammoth somewhere like in, a, in an alley for yeah. some reason? And they just it's completely normal in this world. Uh, well, some of the characters, not well, a, not entirely. I mean, one of the quests is finding out what 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 is going on with true. the mammoth, and it's also a quest you will not be able to find out in the prologue, it, and it says so in the quest log. Yes, uh, but it, again, it's uh, it's. But he's not entirely surprised either. <laughs> no, no, because Snack, but, well, if you have a city like Snacky Bay, that whose main hero uh, is is the Duck of Truth, then uh, yeah. quite right. Uh, how how long how long did it take you to play Thomas overall? Uh, overall, it took me, I think, two hours. Let me check this. Yeah, it took me about two and a half hours. Yeah, two point two point four hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so pretty much similar. So again, it's um, the developer says more of an RPG, like a combatless RPG, rather than quote unquote adventure game like Disco Elysium. So as Thomas said, you go with the skills, you go looking for jokes, and you have other quests and other tasks that you have to do as well. Uh, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Again, it's no, uh, not at all. It's it's still very very funny. Oh, Clamman, very good. Clamman himself, just like He's in the serious. first game, he is mm. he is a straight man. It's the yeah. world around him that's ridiculous and, and weird. Mm. And that works quite well. Uh, Definitely. So, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's, they managed to pack quite a bit in that short prologue. So, I'm, uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to playing the, uh, the finished game. Yeah. So, hopefully, it can come out soon. And, uh, yeah. Do we know if when you listen to that might be? Or? I don't think he knows yet. So, I don't. I don't know if he's considering uh, putting it on Kickstarter or just waiting to see. And I don't know if he's going to make another game in the meantime as well, because he also made um, a serious game last year. Forget the name, but it's quite a serious game, very serious game as well. And so, um, so Martin is very capable of writing both comedy and serious very, very well. So yeah. And if you want uh, to hear more about that, just check out the interview you had with him. What was it? Three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yes. So yes, I definitely recommend people, Check it out. Not because of me, but he was a great guest, as always. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so th- that was Clamman 2 Open Mic. And thank you, Thomas. And I would definitely recommend it, Laura, if you have a chance. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. It's two and a half hours. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> and uh, so that was Clamman Open Mic. And I believe Clamman 2 Headliner is the title. Now, it may change. Yeah. The developer <laughs> said. So. Uh, we shall see, but I definitely recommend people check it out, especially if you like Disco Elysium. Check it out. If you haven't played Disco Elysium, don't worry. And also, this is a lot shorter than Disco Elysium. And uh, and yeah. And uh, now we move on to a completely different game, uh, The Suicide of Rachel Foster. 
the bad weather crossing Montana is amassing all the characteristics of an atypical storm. The bad turn is proving worse than What is this, a joke? Hello? My name is uh, Irving Crawford. I'm calling to assist you during your stay at the hotel. I know you didn't want to go to your father's funeral, but now the hotel is entirely your property. Maybe you gained weight. <laughs> it's called growing up, idiot. Didn't think I still remembered all these little things. I left this place ten years ago. I had no idea I would have to come back here. The storm is dying down. You'll be able to leave soon and go back to your life. The day that the body was discovered, she was nine weeks pregnant. Who is this? I need to keep looking. You think he did this? It all sounds insane. Sick, this is a... Nicole, get out of there. going to be a fun review. <laughs> Laura, you didn't play this, but you saw it. Did you, I, did you see this until the end? I, yeah, so I watched the full thing. It being right. streamed on Twitch, so I, I watched it that. Uh, I may have missed so like ho- 10 minutes or so here and there, but I watched the main right. part of it, yeah. And so you got to the ending then. I okay. Did, yeah. uh, now, we won't uh, <laughs> we won't spoil the ending, but we will talk because quite a bit to talk about with this game. So the suicide of Rachel Foster is a another type of walking simulator exploration game similar to well Gone Home and uh, which we'll talk about later Tacoma I imagine so in this game you play as Nicole so who is a girl in her twenties and you get a letter from your mother who has passed away and both your parents have passed away and your parents own the hotel and your mother asks you to sell the hotel so you need to go to the hotel to explore and check it out first make sure it's okay and then meet with the lawyer and sign it off and she also asks you to donate the money to rachel foster's family now we find out very early on in the game that well in this letter actually that the mother I would quite charitably say, quite charitably says, had an affair, quote unquote, with uh, the father, with your father. And so she feels guilty. So she wants you to donate the, the money from the sales hotel to Rachel Foster. So you go to the hotel. And again, you don't expect to stay there too long, but you go, there is a storm and you reach there and then you try to leave, but then you can't find your keys. You thought you'd left them in the car. But they are gone. Now you fi- so you have to stay there while the storm still persists. Now during your stay, you find a mobile phone. This is also set in the 1990s, so the mobile phone is as big as her arm. And she uh, talks to another guy who says he's from FEMA, and so he directs her then around the hotel and keeps her company, and they chat. So you can immediately see that this is basically gone home meets Firewatch with a touch of The Shining. Now, unfortunately, it's not really as good as any of those things, but we'll go into more detail about that. The things that I did like about the game, 
Uh, first of all, the story I did find interesting all the way through. It's when they now the title is a bit provocative. I would say about you know, called a suicide or Rachel Foster. But for the most part, I would say it's more about the investigation, about what happened, about why did she do this? And you find out more about your family and her family and other family secrets and other things that happened in the hotel. And I did find that mostly interesting for the most part. I was invested in the story and I wanted to find out what happened uh, to the characters. So, And I thought the, the voice acting was pretty good as well from the main character in particular and the, the guy as well. I thought they did a really good job. I think the sound effects were really, really well done. They were really effective. You walk around the hotel and you hear, first of all, the storm outside. And if you look out the window, it, it you can see the snowstorm and it looks really, really good. And I there were several times when I heard noises in the game and I thought they were in my house. And I asked my housemates, did you guys hear something or was it the game? And they would say, it's the game, Shorsha. <laughs> so it was... Uh, so. And also the graphics, I thought, did uh, did a pretty good job. The hotel looks suitably kind of dingy and uh, kind of old-fashioned and worn down and all. It, it's, uh, it looked realistic that it would be like that as well. And it was... Uh, so all of those things were interesting. And it did keep my interest kind of all the way to the end. And the music was also pretty good and the sound effects. So all of these things were pretty good now and there was also a moment towards the end that which involves mannequins which i thought was well done again i don't want to spoil anything i don't want to give any spoilers but it was kind of effective as you lead up to the revelations at the end now i did have some issues and i think uh you probably had think similar issues maybe more so laura from our conversations that looking back i do kind of agree a little bit more with you but i still think you you probably had more issues than I had. And I think, to be clear, and I think it's uh, it's not a spoiler to say that the uh, Rachel Foster, who had, quote-unquote, affair with the father, was 16. And I think they kind of do gloss over that in the game. Yeah, and he's that, a middle-aged man. Ex- yeah, exactly. He's a father of Nicole. So Nicole and Rachel Foster were the same age. And they do kind of, even in the game description, they call it an affair when... Yeah. Where he's, he's just having sex with a 16-year-old. Child, basically, yeah. <laughs> and it, and I, now I do agree that there were moments that, uh, you know, even the main character says, oh, this girl looked like an adult and she looked very, uh, she looked older than what she was. Mm-hmm. And then there's towards the end, some other characters, don't give away that kind of defending the father. Now, I think this was story related. I'm not sure. I I, I didn't think it was the developers themselves defending it. I, did, I although I do. Although that's in the, it's that part of the people, game, though. So the developers are. That was my issue with it. Yeah. But then also because what I found is that Nicole then she is disgusted by her father and she calls him by his first name. She's kind of disowned him as well for the most part in the game. So there were some consequences. And the mother we hear that she took Nicole when she find out what happened. So I don't think they, I do agree that they didn't really do a great job overall, <laughs> that it, they do kind of gloss over a little bit, but they did show that there were some consequences as well to what the father did. I do agree they could have done more. I personally just wouldn't have made her a child, I think of 16. I think they could have made her, why not make her older and not have this uh, issue to begin with? 
But um, but yeah, no, I know you had some issues with that, Laura, as you mentioned. Yeah, well, for example, the when... the man's biggest problem, the biggest issue they seem to have with him is that he cheated on his wife and not that he did it with a 16-year-old girl he's teaching. Mm. <laughs> and no one yeah. to see that as a big <laughs> issue. It seems to be like, oh, he cheated on his wife. And it was like, yeah, that's bad. But what about the fact he had sex with a 16-year-old? But did, did he not find that the daughter found that to be like horrible and that's why she disowned him, that she felt it was more than, than an affair? I don't know. I, I mean, okay. you know, it's been a while mm. since I've I, I watched it through. But right, yeah. The issue, this, I did seem to feel, and um, the, the person who she talks to, uh, I think Ivan, is it? Um, the, the guy on the, mm. uh, who's from FEMA, who she talks to, he, you know, he sort of convinces her that his thinking is is the right way and that it, you know i i just feel like I, it's easy to fall into the trap of oh but that's just what these characters think and that's not what the game wants you to think and it's like yeah, but they no, are the I, same thing uh and it just there is not a strong enough excuse for it to be in the game i think it, it doesn't add i i know i, I would agree yeah, I I think they overall they didn't handle that part of it completely well. I would agree. And I feel that, like the ending uh, where you have to do something yeah. quite extreme, I would also say, yeah. was unnecessary. That that was one of my main issues with the game is the ending. I would say the game nearly fell off a cliff at that <laughs> point because I was I don't wouldn't say enjoy was the right word with sure, story yeah. like this, but I was. I was invested and I was thinking, again, it did have these issues where I was thinking, okay, maybe they should go a little bit more about the whole child abuse thing rather than just an affair. Because even the wife says it's an affair. Now, maybe you could argue that she's in denial, that she didn't want to accept it, if you wish. But yeah, I personally, I think it probably would have been better just to make this girl older, you know, in her 20s, and just not have this an issue just, I mean, I say just yeah. in inverted what, commas and they're the, not child abuse. What was the added value of that in the in the game? Of, her, of, what, of the, the, the girl being 16? I suppose just to make it more sh shocking in a way. Yeah, that's, think, that's my issue it, with it, it, it as well. Of, a lot of it seemed to be yeah, tacked on it, and as if they were dealing exactly. with these big themes and they were being very sensitive about it. But actually, they weren't at all. You can't Just because you discuss these themes doesn't mean, you know... True. Yeah, yeah. You have the have the right to do so. You have to handle it in a sensitive way, and I I just don't no, think for I, the most part it was unfortunately. Yeah, I I do agree definitely when it came to the ending that it just set, felt like a different game altogether. Yeah, uh, and it did kind of feel like uh, that it was kind of like tabloidish. At yeah, the end, that is just kind of shock value that it didn't seem like something that this character would do that it just kind of came from nowhere and it kind of felt like voyeuristic then in a way at the end and i do think that like the, the ending there are two different endings but both of them did leave a bad taste in my mouth and it's it, it was a shame because as i said for at least the beginning the story did i was invested i think yeah i the, think it does some good part. sort of environmental yeah. storytelling as well so you know it has that for it. it's just a shame it just completely derails i think by the end yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, but also as well, if you remember, if you compare with Gone Home, because also it, it does try to compare itself to Gone Home and Firewatch with the uh, walkie-talkie phone and in Gone Home, like in Gone Home, you can pick up the objects and you can 
um, examined them. But then in Gone Home, they serve the story. So I remember there was a subplot with the father, and we get the whole subplot mainly by interacting with the objects, with his letters, with the book he's writing, with everything. And there's really none of that in this game, that you pick up objects and then kind of that's it, that there was nothing more to it. And that there was, so, okay, what's the point of this? Um, I did like when there was the investigation, when you have the, the newspaper articles and all of that. But then there was one also subplot involving ghosts, which I don't think worked at all in this game that I thought it could have left out. It was, I think, intentionally cheesy, partly, but then they also wanted you to take this seriously. And for me, it just didn't work, this <laughs> uh, this section. And also to explore the exploration angle, while it did look realistic and while the graphics did look good, I did find it to be a little bit dull, the whole environment that you're exploring the hotel and you explore the same corridors over and over again. Now, you do have new rooms to explore towards the end. But for example, there, there was one part where you have to find where sound is coming from. And I admit, I did use a walkthrough because I just couldn't have, I, I wasn't bothered going around the whole hotel again, trying to find this sound. And so I just I just said, okay, I'm going to use a walkthrough for this section because I... I, I just couldn't be bothered just walking around the same yeah. dark corridor. And I guess that's, as you say, um, like we've gone home, it's a house. So there's different areas of the house and each room kind of feels true, quite yes. different. Whereas in a hotel, you're not really going to get that as much. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, you, I thought it was a bit strange. You couldn't uh, explore the different rooms. Most of the rooms you can't explore in. Now, again, it probably would have been the same, but it, it's, it just felt like, okay, maybe they could have opened up different sections of the hotel little by little throughout the game uh, through, throughout. And then now I did, did discuss this on Twitter. I meant to mention this at the beginning, but while I'll say it here, here now, um, in this game also, and I, and I know I went on a bit of a rant the episode two weeks ago about the lack of a manual save feature. The, this game has the exact same issue that there is only an autosave. And so, it ha- or autosave checkpoints. So if you have to, if you're interrupted and you have to quit the game, then you might have to replay sections of the game again, which I find really, really annoying. And there's no manual saves. There were manual saves in Gone Home. Is that correct? I can't remember. I know I didn't save. I played it all the way through. But um, I, I'm not sure. Now I did put the question on Twitter, and I asked game developers why, why does this happen? Why do some games not include? manual save slots, what are your opinions? And basically what, now most of them agree that games should have some sort of manual save slot or if not save automatically when you quit, like Heaven's Vault, Whispers of a Machine and Cloudpunk. But what they said was that it depends on the engine. So in AGS, it's very easy to add manual save slots, but in Unity and Unreal Engine, they say it might be more difficult for some developers to add manual save slots and make more time consuming on their end. Now, other developers disagree. So we had a great conversation, actually, on it. People gave different opinions. So I'd encourage people to check it out. I pinned the tweet on our Twitter. and um, But in this game, back to this game, you can't save manually, which I did feel was a uh, was big issue. It's four hours long, so you can still play all the way through. But I would have liked it to have saved manually or to save automatically as well. Um, so yeah, so overall there were parts that I did like about the game that they did right, but yeah, overall, unfortunately there are better games, you know, there are better 
type games, you know, Gone Home, Firewatch, and even Drogon and other type of games that I played as well, like this other walking simulators or other exploration games. So I think this would be mainly for completionists. And I, I do agree that I think people might have... I do know that a lot of people did have an issue with the portrayal of the quote-unquote yeah, affair. And also, let's just stop calling it an affair. It's a man yes, having yes, sex with yes. a 16-year-old girl. It's, yes. No, that's uh, it is not, not nice, shall we say. Even on Edge magazine, which I do like reading, they also had a big problem with that plotline as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying yeah. let's not discuss discuss those issues because obviously, sadly, it no, goes I on in real yeah. life and they are issues to discuss, but yeah. you've got to, you've just got to do well, it in the it right way. It's over a yeah. lot in this game, yeah. I think they should have tackled this more head-on, that they tried to have a bit both yeah. ways. And I don't think they succeeded. So now again, I don't know exactly what the developers' intentions mm. were. I'm sure they think that this is horrible. Um, at least I hope so. so. Yeah. But but yeah, no. This uh, I think, especially compared to games, you know, compared to Into a Dream. And I know Thomas, you played a game. Was it Summit of the Wolf that also dealt with? Was it similar issues that you said they did deal with them sensitively? Yeah. Well similar issues it dealt with incest okay but they dealt with that uh more sensitively correct yeah yeah didn't didn't exactly make it less uh uh less um concerning yeah. um that's a correct word yeah, but, but uh the way they handled it was uh was was well done but i think that's fine because it obviously is a concerning topic so i that's fine um, yeah. the reaction but it's more just how it's as you say how that's handled yeah, they yeah. they involved survivors in the developer right. story as well. So, yeah, I think it's probably safe to say. I mean, maybe they did or not in this game. I don't know, but they. I don't think they, they probably did. If, you know, if you know if <laughs> they did, it, let, let us know. But yeah, yeah, but but yeah. So that is the suicide of Rachel Foster. As I said, there are some good things about it. It's not. I don't think a terrible game by any means, but. It is kind of hard to recommend, especially considering how they didn't deal with this topic with the child abuse well. And certainly mm. the ending did leave a bad taste in my ma- in my mouth as well. That I was just thinking, all this for this. Yeah, which is a shame but, uh, when a game ends yeah. like that. It is a shame. Yeah, because the, the voice looks, acting was good. It looks good. Yeah, yeah and it, it looks look good, good as well. Yeah. The graphics are really good. So, uh, so yeah, so... That was The Suicide of Rachel Foster. If you want, you can check it out. I believe it's on Steam. I don't know about GOG. And I don't know about uh, consoles as well. But yeah, no, it's, it is it is quite hard. Even though it's not a terrible game, it's still quite hard to recommend <laughs> for, because of the issues that we mentioned. But uh, so then, Laura, uh, you for a final game, I believe you were streaming a game. Hopefully, you like this more. Yes. I'm really oh, hoping I did, you yeah. did. Yeah, that's why I changed. Uh, you you played with it. Uh, oh, that's good. So you played Tacoma. That's right. And I was playing it a little bit on Twitch. Um, so if you so, gone gone home in space. Yeah, basically. So it's <laughs> funny you're talking about Gone Home. It's by the developers of Gone Home, a Fulbright. Um, and as you say, it's called Tacoma. And you do see similarities with Gone Home in in the latest game, which uh, would make sense, really. The idea is, as you said, it's uh, set in space. Um, it's this space station called Tacoma. Uh, the six crew me- members who lived and worked there um, 
don't live and work there anymore. And it's your task to uncover what happened to them. So similar, a little bit like with Gone Home, where the family aren't there in the home anymore and you have to find out what, where they've gone. It's the same thing basically with this, but it's crew members in space. So you can see they've hit a, upon a winning formula here with uh, Tacoma. But yeah, so what differs um, from Gone Home, though, is rather than picking up books or pictures and or, or uh, notes like you do in um, Gone Home. And obviously you listen to um, recordings as well uh, from your sister. Uh, instead in Tacoma, there are these holograms. So you, you have access basically to the space station's dig digital surveillance system, which has captured these recordings of moments in the crew's life. And you have access to those. So as you go about the space station, different sections, um, you'll unlock another um, sort of scene. And it's a bit, it reminded me a lot of uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, where you see like the last kind of moments of a scene and you get to kind of like play that out in front of you. And it's the same thing with this, except the um, characters are represented as sort of holograms um, and you see, you can hear them, they're in front of you and they're moving about as they were at that time. So you see that kind of digital hologram and they're like talking to each other and you can fast forward it, you can uh, pause it, you can rewind it. So the whole idea is unlocking these scenes throughout the, the spaceship and like um, the whole point is you, it's what they call like a sort of multi-layered story. So you'll see what one crew member is talking about. Then you like rewind it and go to a different part of the room and eavesdrop on another crew member. And then you get the whole story when they come together. So th that's the kind of idea, like I said, a bit like Oprah Din when you're sort of eavesdropping on on scenes. Um, and I thought that was like a really interesting way of unraveling a story, really. And there still is the environmental storytelling that you get in Gone Home. So, you know, you pick up things and you there's still lots of notes. People still leave notes everywhere and they still leave combinations on post-it notes. I don't know when people are going to stop doing that in games, but yeah, there's a lot of that as well. Um, and obviously in emails, people going, what's my pin? I can't remember it. And someone <laughs> emailing them. So yeah, there's still lots of that. Um, and yeah, the whole idea is you, you, you're just unraveling what might have happened to this crew. You're also finding out their relationships with each other. Um, you know, who hates who, who is in love with who and all that kind of thing. A bit more than you did, I think, I guess in Gone Home. Uh, there's a bit more kind of to find out between the different crew members, because obviously they're not just family members. They're you know, they've got different relationships with each other. So you discover that as well. And it, yeah, the idea is you're just going through the spaceship trying to figure out what's gone on. And I think it it works really well. Um, it's quite a compact game. It's only about, took me probably three hours in all. So similar to Gone Home, really. Um, but I, I don't think it was quite as powerful as Gone Home in terms of that kind of emotional hit that you get at the end when the sort of ending is revealed. But I still thought it was a very clever game. There's a lot of uh the the voice actually I have to say for the com the spaceship's AI Odin is amazing he's got a very he's very sort of uh space odyssey kind of howl voice like hello there <laughs> very sort of smooth and sinister and uh you're a bit like uh, I don't know if I trust this guy um so yeah I think the voice acting is really good uh really high standard as you would expect really from Fulbright games um and yeah I just thought it was a really interesting way of telling a story and, and one 
I've not really seen since. As I said, like over dim, but that's not the same kind of thing because you're not rewinding and finding out different areas of the story. And as I said, it's only three hours long, so definitely worth worth a go. And I believe, Shosha, you can quit and save. So that must be... <laughs> I'm so... of the week. <laughs> So that's an exciting. I'm so. Um, I felt. I guess. I. I think. Gone home. The twist was a little bit more. Um, maybe nuanced and and uh, a bit more surprising. Whereas this was an interesting twist, but I. I wasn't as shocked, perhaps. But I still think it was. It was a really well told story. Um, yeah, Some... exactly. Really well told. Good. Good characters. Um, and yeah, I, I would reckon if you enjoyed Gone Home, you'll definitely love Tacoma. Nice. I look forward to playing it then. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that just because I, of the save. Especially when, when you can save. <laughs> no, I, I, I really loved Gone Home. And I, I was hoping to try and play this uh, before we recorded, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. But I will probably try and try and play it then. Uh, in the next few weeks because I really enjoyed Gone Home and this game does look very interesting. Um, I imagine it's easier than Oberdin. Yeah, that's, sorry, another thing right? I should it's, say, <laughs> although I compare it to Oberdin, there's nothing like the complexity. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're not having to figure out yeah. whose name is it. I mean, you do a little bit, but there's only six people. So it's quite simple okay. early on. About I'd say 10 minutes or so into the game, you're like, oh, okay, that's that person, that's that. So it's, it's less, and obviously the, there's no puzzles really in this game. There's little puzzles in terms of unlocking... Uh, lockers and things like that but even you Shosha should be <laughs> I know well, I you had did. an issue in Gone Home with the <laughs> because I missed it <laughs> yeah I don't I think it's even easier in Tacoma I think to find I, I mean I say that but I don't know I don't want to say that and then <laughs> I will I will let you know if I had any issues with this but no I'm looking forward to playing it because I mean even if it was simply mm. Gone Home in Space yeah I'd be well, up exactly. for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's it's, uh, it's great to hear because it looked great i saw a little bit of your streaming as well you did a great job by the way i'd encourage twitch.tv forward slash crash up you out. yeah i, I uh, would encourage i i tuned in he too. did yeah it was, it was it was really weird when your audio mixed with my audio of the game i was <laughs> playing so your your co- computer voice and your game suddenly <laughs> somehow merged connect with yeah in clan man and i was like eh? wait, well, you should, wait what you, you you should you should be paying attention oh. to her thomas you shouldn't have been playing clan man while you were it's all right watching he's a busy her man. play the I game so. <laughs> at least i supported her i i, I watch as well see I any mean, messages I, I, from you i yes because i didn't want to distract you and then you told oh. me no you, i should have <laughs> i need messages <laughs> But yeah, you should. We're there. You should definitely check uh, check out her Twitch channel, and maybe uh, you or me, or uh, as the podcast, we can do yeah, some streaming as well in the future. Who knows? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> oh boy, live <laughs> streaming for the podcast. <laughs> Not terrifying at all. And the whole world can enjoy your fantastic mm. sense of humor, Sasha. Uh, absolutely, I know uh, Conan O'Brien. I believe he's concerned. That oh, he's concerned that I'm about take... you. <laughs> His place, yeah. Oh, he's not a very We're all concerned about you. That is true. 
Yes, people have been concerned. My parents have been concerned a long time, but, uh, you know, gotten this far already, so no turning back now. (laughs) So so that is Tacoma. And you definitely yeah, recommend definitely. it then. I, I, I would uh, put it slightly below Gone Home, but that's like a really hard game to, to go past. You know, right, they've done yeah. a really good job in doing something a little bit different because obviously the other trap to fall in would be just make it exactly the same. And while there's similarities, the, the idea right. of like the holograms and uh, fast forwarding and rewinding make, makes it feel fresh. So, yeah, I'd say if you loved Gone Home, definitely play Tacoma. Okay. Thank you very much cool. for that, Laura. Now, before we finish, uh, Thomas, uh, I know you finished, uh, was it Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town, which is not a pornographic <laughs> game. Which, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I finished it. the name. But yeah, so very quickly, because we discussed the story a little bit last time or a few weeks ago, but yay or nay overall? Finished it, recommended. Excellent. Perfect. Uh, On my list. I, for my part, I, I did... Uh, finish playing the demo my thoughts are more positive than they were i still would have completely removed that whole section i still think that, that <laughs> can we stop with this bicycle for goodness sake i'm just saying that it is more positive my impressions are more positive and I'll, I'll leave it at that um and i look forward to playing the full game hopefully i want pretty it, soon i wanted more actually i, th- I uh are those puzzles when, uh, really no <laughs> listen to me oh the game okay the game Good grief, you are so hung up on that bicycle puzzle. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Anyway, so you'll be, yeah, because I've heard that you'll be glad to hear. You'll be glad to hear that you can save anywhere you want. <laughs> That's another and, one of his uh, hang-ups. Willie Morgan. Uh, now now I'm definitely getting it. One of the few um one of the few um criticisms I have is that I wish it, I wish the game was longer. Mm, I've I've heard other people say well, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, overall, people seem to really enjoy it. That it looks great. The voice acting was great, and yeah. because the, the demo it, version I played, the voice acting stopped after uh, right. after you uh, get to Bone Town, and now I played the full version, and it has full uh, voice acting and everything, and it's com- it's complete. And I really hope uh, a lot of people play it because I think there's a lot there's franchise potential here. Cool. I look forward to trying it out. So. And now before we finish, I kept meaning to include this in the last, I believe, two review episodes, but I kept forgetting because there was a a developer, is it Prim Reaper on Twitter? And he included as a, I think as a thank you to the game developers, he included a song from himself where he played the guitar. And uh, well, I will play it now to to play us out of (laughs) of this episode. So um so well thank you guys are you playing any any games now at the moment or do you know what games you're playing next well i am almost done with desperados 3 which is a fantastic game um i am yeah i'm I'm, i think as far as i know unless there might be something else but i think i'm on the last mission um and i've been enjoying this game immensely cool good to hear and uh, do you know what you'll be playing afterwards? Uh, I'm going to play or... uh, the, the Outcast Lovers oh, first. Yeah. Uh, because that, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's very good. I think nice, 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Nice nice little game. In nice short game. <laughs> and then, uh, unless something to review comes up from the Gaming Outsider, uh, I will probably move to Beyond the Steel Sky. Because cool. that, I've been 
sitting on that one and I want to start it, but I really also want to finish Desperados 3 because Desperados 3 is fantastic. Sure. Okay. And you, Laura, you were playing anything next? Do you know <laughs> the many games you're playing? Yes. I also <laughs> probably will try and do Beyond a Steel Sky because I've just finished Beneath a Steel Sky. Um, uh, Into a Dream, I may take a look at. And Roki, I'm, I'm looking at. Um, Heard good things yeah. about that one, yeah. I, I hope to play that next. Um, yeah, no, I just downloaded it. So I hope to start this evening, actually. And hopefully I can finish before next time we record. We, we shall see. So Because I've heard some very good things. People have been saying it's their game of oh, the wow, year. Oh, wow, okay. So, which is, oh, that's which right. is great. Oh, because yeah, no, because we've had, I mean, Beyond I really loved, Into a Dream I really enjoyed, and now Rookie people are saying is great as well. So I look forward to playing it. And based on a demo that I played, it looks fantastic. Cool. And... Um, so, I'd like to uh, recommend some viewing as well from what I've been watching lately. First of all, if you have not yet seen Hamilton on Disney Plus, please, 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 please go watch Hamilton. So you oh, like it? You like Hamilton. You're a fan of Hamilton. <laughs> you can thank you can thank me later. Hamilton might be the most brilliant piece of art made this century. Big claim. Um, I and watch it, and it's it's backed up. Um, I watched Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, which was disturbing, but good. Uh, it's, I think, six episodes, mostly about murders that never got solved. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, if you want to, it's it's not easy watching, but it is very good. And I started on Tales from the Loop on uh, Amazon Prime, which is a uh, sci-fi series that is very weird in a good way. Very interestingly weird. So, um, okay. yeah. thank you very much. That's what I've been watching. Well, sp speaking of that, speaking of Conan O'Brien, actually, I, I watched Conan Without Borders on Netflix, which was really, really good. He's funny as always. So, he travels to different countries like uh, Haiti and he goes to um, Israel and he goes to the West Bank as well. And well, my favorite episode was when he and Jordan Stanksy go to Italy. <laughs> and uh, I would definitely recommend that as well because, as well as Conan being funny as always, he can also get serious when he deals with serious topics like in Haiti and Israel and the West Bank. And he provides a very balanced perspective of uh, the issues there and, you know, in his own good humor, but very sensitively as well. So I would definitely recommend that. And I have been watching ah. Dark. I've watched the first season. It's, and I'm going to watch a second season uh, starting this week. So looking forward to that it's uh, i'm enjoying yeah. it it's, it's confusing yeah, yeah. but i heard it gets more confusing <laughs> if you think it's confusing now it's it gets not. oh yeah it gets a lot more confusing before it gets, it gets cleared up but i think it's uh, it's still brilliant yeah no looking forward to seeing more so that is it for this week next week i will be joined i believe finally my interview with jason godby will be up we spoke months ago before the coronavirus hit so if um if people are wondering why we're in a good mood then they can <laughs> then they could probably tell this is you know we had the interview before the all the lockdowns and everything so uh very interesting chat he spoke about his games he spoke about discolored which i know you played laura as well so he spoke about how he uh, was able to tell a story without dialogue, basically. Very, very interesting. And then the three of us will hopefully be back in two weeks again, where hopefully we can be, hopefully we'll be talking about Rookie and Beyond the Steel Sky. And we'll see what, whatever else we'll be talking about. So, uh, so thank you, guys. Um, we'll keep in touch as always. So here is Prim with his, uh, 
Which well, is I'll, like I'll on, say his, his uh, name isn't Prim, but <laughs> his what, what name is, is called you know Prim, his name actually? and he's called Jonas or Jonas. But yeah, <laughs> just so. okay. Here, here is Jonas slash Jonas. I apologize for butchering your name like I do with all the names. Um, and here he is with uh, with his song. So please enjoy. Grim Fandango, hand of glory, lucid a vampire story, crowns and thorns, friend, bow, machinery, yo. Cubicillion, incident, resonance, for avalanche, Lone McLogan, Zach McCracken, Techno Babylon. Broken sword, broken age, dropsy in book, turn the page, long its journey around away, what else do I have to say? We're looking for adventure, puzzles might be tricky, but we're point and clicky. We're looking for adventure We got fame and glory in our inventory Hefty rain, heavy rain Tune struck two went down the drain Space press one, two, three, four, five, six Plate runner in dark Therobots, four things King's best goblins Paradigm, Mr. Medic, Thimbleweed Park Clam man in Cholia It's only tough to phone ya Flight of the Amazon Queen Chicken Polly's dream machine We're looking Adventure, might be tricky, but we're point and clicky. We're looking for adventure. We got fame and glory in our inventory. Come on, Jupiter, it's my feel, and so luck come over here. Stole it from me, there's no doubt why I was playing and about. See, like Nelly, Kutalak, Monkey Island, Riven Dunn, Willie Morgan, clear return of the Overton. Time framing doors, salmon mix keep breaking laws. Winkle bottom waffles hanging. Our game is prim. <laughs> Enter now, dilemma. Tighter, keep a dream of rope. Press up beyond as this guy. One more chorus and goodbye. We're looking for adventure. Cause it might be tricky, but we're point and clicky. We're looking for adventure. We fame and glory in our inventory. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out, especially for Adventure Game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at AdventGamePod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you Thank mm-hmm. you.